days in this life of sin I gotta see this world end In the village of the whirlwind Move silent while the words end I'm a scribe writing all these new verses All your past failures will surface like a pothole Welcome back to the Popular Demand Podcast I'm your host Jay And this is episode 46 of the Popular Demand Podcast With me today I have my co-host Cord What's up Cord? How you been? How you been? And we got Delon with us this afternoon. What's up, Delon? Assalamu alaikum, brother Jordan. And you know what we do? We give you our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. As you all know, we took a a short hiatus last week. We didn't record an episode, but instead we tried to do something a little different. And we had our own March Madness tournament on the Twitter page where we highlighted some of the artists whose music we play on here every week. And we competed them against each other and had the fans and other people vote on who they believe was the best. And the guy who came out on top was Ghost Heru. I think I said his name right. Shout out to Ghost for participating. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate everybody else for tuning in and also sharing your music with us and everybody else. That's what we chose to do. We all about sharing the music and putting people on to newer and different kinds of artists. So the song you heard at the beginning of the podcast was from Ghost. So make sure you go check it out and listen to it. Um, listen to his mixtape that's on SoundCloud. We're gonna. I'm probably gonna drop the link for everybody's songs. Like I made like a playlist for everybody's songs that were in the tournament. I'm gonna probably drop a link underneath the tweet on the Twitter page tomorrow. So be be on the lookout for that if you want to check out everybody's music. But enough of that. Let's get on into what we normally do. The first topic of the day I want to discuss with y'all is the growing visibility of female rappers in the rap game they did i think was it a fader was it a paper what was it what kind of um magazine post i want to had all those i want to say paper yeah they basically did a whole expose showing all the female rappers the current generation of female rappers who have been breaking breaking out this year with rico nasty meg the stallion um dream doll asian doll city girls the whole wazoo feature showing them showing the unity and showing how they've been collabing and working together trying to um solidify their place in rap because that's because for so long it seems like there's always been like maybe one or two female rappers who dominate the entire scene and media but now it seems like now we are seeing an ever-growing presence of the female rapper like i was talking on tl i see somebody talk about at least one of these women that was on that cover now, I think it's real dope that they're finally getting some exposure because the female rappers have always existed. Like, there's never been just two rappers. But now there's actually rappers that it seems like are drawing and keeping people's attention all at the same time. building a fan base. So, yes, that's the most important thing. So my first question of the day is, is this the golden age of female rap? Are we entering a new age of female rap? Is this real? I think that second part that you just said was the important part about it. Are we entering a new age? Because the way that people are like phrasing it on Twitter, they're acting like this is like the first. I I feel like if none of us are old enough or as much as we like to consider ourselves like that we study hip hop, blah, blah, blah. None of us are old enough or probably have done enough research in women's rap to say that kind of thing. Because we have had a lot of it. like. In the in the late '80s, it was Salt and Pepper, MC Light, Queen Latifah, all in their primes at the same time. They all put out like their debuts and the sophomores. It's been like a two-year gap. Um, and then later on, we had Lil Kim, Foxy, The Brat, Lauren Hill, Trina, Missy mm-hmm. Elliott, and Left Eye, who slept on low-key could rap her ass off. 
And yeah. now we just have another generation of that. I just feel like the people who are talking and saying these kind of things weren't there to appreciate that. But we all like know. But I just like, but yeah, we are definitely in another golden age, though, and that is very important. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why I kept from saying, is this the golden age of female rap? Because I, because I like not only that, because prepare us for this podcast, I went back and re-listened to a lot of those older female rappers, and I was like, man, these girls were like dope as hell. It just they've kind of like faded to the background because most men doesn't most men don't carry the torch with their legacies and so we don't they don't really get brought up in rap discussions enough and that's some you know that's one reason why i want to have this conversation in a way so what do you what do you think Corey? Is, is this a new age of female rap or you think this is all of a side and we're going to start caring and we probably won't care about most of these girls after like a couple more months i'm gonna say this <clears throat> i enjoy a lot of the rappers on that list I kind of came out and said, like, I'm, I mean, y'all know, I'm, I'm a huge Rico Nasty fan. I really like Asian Doll. I think, I think Bali Baby. I think she, I think she's pretty good. I think she's pretty good. The only thing that I'm worried about is, I want this to be the new golden era for female rap, but sometimes I feel like people are so used to the hype that they talk about rappers more than they support them, and that's really been my biggest fear. We you know, you know, like with this whole little group, especially with Meg Thee Stallion. Because we see, I mean, because we see it like every couple of months, there's a new artist that come out, they on the timeline, they on IG, and we all love them, and whatever they doing, like whatever they thing is, we support it until we get tired of it. And I'm kind of worried that a lot of people just saying that they wanted to be a new female rap era, but when they start dropping actual music, they're not going to support it the way they say they are. That's what I'm worried about. And I can kind of see your point with like Georgia Smith. Exactly. Say, oh my goodness, she's such an amazing. She singer. looks so good. Oh my goodness, she's good. And the people just on the TL just sh- throwing pictures of her all the time and just showing videos of her just swaying back and forth in front of a mic and saying, "Oh my god, <laughs> the album, is so gorgeous. Oh, I love her." And then, yeah, the album dropped. Nobody talked about it, and they ain't brought her up since. Yeah, I mean, and then after a certain point, there comes that resentment. To somebody being on the TL yes. or just in the public eye so much, and then people saying, oh, "Jordan Smith, just a normal looking light skinned girl." I mean, Jordan Smith is an okay singer. People start magnifying your faults, and then everybody starts thinking like, "Oh, he's overrated." Because, but then again, they never did change. Yeah, no. But think the same things. Yeah, the same things they liked about Jordan beginning, and the same things she's still doing now. But now they're trying to pay attention to her faults. I feel like that's going to eventually happen with Meg The Stallion, definitely. But I feel like it happens with every star. Yeah. Where you, when you when you when you're first coming up, everybody loves you, and then you, you're put under a microscope. So hopefully, they just don't do that to her, and then move on to the next big thing or the next pretty face that pops up in rap and R and B. Well, the difference the difference in like this generation, like beforehand. Well, I'm not gonna say generations. I'm considering the gaps between the what I consider the other golden eras, like. Like yeah. the Nikki gap, where it's just kind of Nikki out there. Um, yeah. the difference is all the women now I think have actual tangible skill sets. Like I'm all these that. all these women are making good projects, they're making good albums. They're not coming through with like like that single they're not coming through with the gimmick, they're not coming through with the with the mean feature. All these people, like I just let that I let that Spotify play. Oh yeah, most dev. And like I like for instance, make the like said, make the stallions mixtape, like Tina Snow. Like there's a lot of diversity on that project. Like, don't like T like Meg is not just uh isn't gonna bar you to death. But it's just the way she the her delivery and the different flows and the different ways she employs her artistry in the music 
it just makes the songs fun. Like this is like one song. I feel like I, I could ride to this. Like, like I don't really too much care about double entendres or anything like that. And this song, like it just sounds and feels so good when it's on. Like, and then I like listen to like Carrie Fox and like he has this real smooth mellow vibe to it. And I was like, damn, this is like it's something that I don't really just hear usually hear from that female mode of rappers and even just like some male rappers as well like they have a lot of distinct characteristics and i even say star power like especially look at rico nasty like she's a like to me she's to like rico. she's a budding star out. like like she's just a it's like she's just a crazy fun personality to follow like i so i 100 agree with that i feel like these female rappers have more person i'm gonna say personality and star power yeah and i also feel like because yeah. they're using they're they're being themselves so it's like like another thing the other another eras of uh, women's rap did they had to be a character and then they aged out of that character and it's kind of like what are we doing now or they they or they like go to print like Lil kim went to went to prison a little bit she came out and like it cooled off because the character cooled off but like yeah. none of these people are really being characters like that like no names herself rapsies herself rico she's just wild she's being herself yeah, same, same with like even like um, Tierra Whack. She's like nerdy, weird, bizarre, and they and it reflects heavily in her music, and that's just who she is. Her music, yeah, it's really quiet. It's really childlike and quirky. I think that, that, that's what I really like about it. And and I and all about saying the thing with Rico Nasty that I really like was I remember when she first came out and people were saying like, oh, that's the female Lil Yachty because she, you know, she had like the really like like it was like similar type beats, like really playful and childish. And and it was like at the time I really liked that music, but I was kind of worried that people would just go label her as that, and that was gonna be like you know like that that was gonna be the title people put over her head for the rest of her career, like female famous dicks, female Lil Yachty, and she just completely switched. Well, you know, up. people trying to say she's the female Lil Uzi Vert now. Yeah, I mean the thing is like I kind of like I like her music more, and I like new Uzi music. Yeah, I'm yeah, be honest with you too. She, I'm saying like she really is a rock star. Like the whole, like she, yeah, like she really, like she's she killing that punk music scene, rap style. Like she's killing it. And, and I, and I, to me, I think the best thing about her is if, if people keep saying that she can wake up tomorrow and do something else. She like, like, like I think I seen like two pictures, two pictures with her with a cowboy hat on. If she want to make like cowboy trolling rap music, I think it'll work. If she want like, like if she want to old town roll, I'm gonna listen. Yeah, like, like I feel like Re- like Rico Nasty. She just give me the vibe of like innovator, like one of them artists, like yeah, like 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 Boosie Collins, like one of those artists from the seventies that they put on like a different costume and just have a completely different sound and persona. I feel like I think she can do that. To me, she she just comes off as one of them type of rappers. Yeah, I feel you. On the way, but but also about that Nicki here. One thing I was saying was another thing I was kind of worried about with this group was. Remember, like, 2011, when, like, blog rap was really hot, and we thought it was going to be, like, a, another new female rapper when it was Azalea Banks, Iggy Azalea, Snow the Product, and all of them, and then they all sound like horrible deals and started beefing with each other. I was kind of worried about this group because I thought it was going to be the same way because I remember, like, when Rico Nash and Asian Dolph, they were beefing with each other, and they were fighting each other at festivals, and they was, like, fighting. I'm a... I'm a Bali baby and pulling a wig on like they were like it, it, like it, it was a quick little moment and I was kind of worried that, that they fame was gonna fizzle out because people paid attention to the beefs more than the music. But that's why I was so happy when they all did the photo shoot together because now they understand, you know, you know that the music yeah. is the number one thing. 
Yeah. And I, I, I 100% agree. I think that, I think they maybe outgrown all this stuff and they see how silly it is. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's going to be some female beat, rap beef because that's just the nature of rap. Yeah, that's, that's the nature of rap. There's rap, there's beef in like male rap and stuff. But it just seems like too often that side lets it dominate the narrative. And, and I, yeah. and like, you know how people on Twitter were trying to say that I want Meg to stop, you know, twerking and stuff and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's, 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 like, that's nobody. Like, only one dude said it, and everybody said he was wild. I think oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I think he wor- I think he worded it wrong because we all love the Meg videos. Yes, I think what he, I think what he was trying to say was you don't want that to be the Your narrative. only thing because when that's the only thing, either people go get tired of it, or someone else can come out. You know, somebody else can come out and do the same thing. You can and, be easily replaced. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this: you know, Twitter's not the end all, be all. It's only a microcosm of the entire world. But it's just. But like I said, I saw that video of her dancing at that gas station on my tia almost every single day. I wouldn't see it once a day. I see like four or five times a day. It was different yeah. quoted tweets and people talking about it. Her new single, "Sex Talk," go listen to it because it is good. Came out Thursday. I don't think I see anybody talk about it. And that's that's kind of the. I'm gonna say that's the problem. Scary. But that's what's wrong with the audience and the fans that too often they get caught up in what you you know the character or who you are and what you're doing outside the music and they forget to go support the music like you say it cool <laughs> but i'm gonna ask you this why do y'all think we are now seeing this well i think we kind of already answered this why we're seeing this new age of female rappers seem to bubble bubbling now like why did it take so long for a new gen to pop up after between that big drought where it didn't seem it wasn't really anybody dominating the 2000s like the late 2000s then we had nikki and it was kind of just like just her for so long why is it now that we are seeing these female rappers seem to finally be kind of catching on and again and making their names known i think it's because me. oh you go court you go court uh, yeah, I, was, I think it's to me they know the formula now one of the things that really helped Nicki Minaj out during her run was that she made sure that she crafted and built her fan base from the bottom, and then she did everything else. And I feel like a lot of female rappers was like making music, signing deals, and then doing everything else kind of later. Mm-hmm. And I think I think one of the main things that help a lot of these new rappers out, like like, like you look at Meg Thee Stallion fan base. Like when I see her on Twitter, she's talking about how she loves anime, like TV shows that she likes. She's getting people from different audiences and bringing them all towards her. And mm-hmm. then she signed her deal. So now that she got a deal, she already got the you know, she already got, got the, the fan base. Yeah. So they there from the jump. You look when you look at Rico Nasty, Rico Nasty said, All right, y'all like when I made the bubble gun trap music, come with me. Y'all like this rock punk stuff, come with me. Y'all like internet memes, Zach Fox and Kenny Beats White Man, y'all like all that, y'all come with me. <laughs> You know, you're like, like you gotta bring all those people together and then make yourself official. I got you. I think that it's actually again off of Nicki Minaj, but I think it's because they saw her formula and now you yeah. know one's trying to emulate that. I think it's the opposite. Because now in women's rap, well, our perception of women's rap, it is so uncool for them to be beefing. Like, that is just, we consider that petty. We consider that, like, messing up bags. Now all these women are just either, they're just working together, supporting each other, or just minding their own business. So now I think Cardi's the formula instead of Nikki. Because when Cardi got brought out, or when Cardi brought out all those women, what was what was it, Summer Jam? 
it was something last yeah. year. Yeah. When that I think that became the new formula. Now everyone has room, room to breathe, everyone has rooms to collab and share fan bases. Before yeah. that, Nikki was either squashing your fan base or you were some old person that she got on a track to say, Hey, I have women fucking with me. Yeah. But now that everyone is allowed to breathe and grow as themselves and show new and be artists and not everyone's running around beefing and no one's looking catty, then I think men even though I've always had respect, I think men are are allowing themselves to have more respect for women's craft. That's who. Do you th- would you say Cardi is the leader of the new school for the female rap then? I'd say so. I, think I, so too. I, I don't see how she couldn't be. I think she's more she she kind of like the Godfather. Yeah. Now, that's not to say she's the best one out of all of these young artists, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it seems it seems like she made her stamp, and then it seems yeah yeah, and it seems like everybody else start to bubble up behind her. So shout out to Cardi, even though she's catching some heat right now on um, the internet. But we ain't gonna talk oh, about wait, that. Wait, speak, speaking speaking of that way, I'm gonna say this for all the female rappers. There's a huge difference. There's one thing I will say that there's a huge difference between you and me. When men have old tweets, male fans don't really care about those old tweets. If you have said anything problematic, I beg you, please delete your tweets. City girls, Doja Cat, learn from their mistakes and delete your old tweets. Especially if it's on homophobic, because you're killing like 75% of your fan base. Please delete those tweets. That's true. That is true. And don't don't snitch on yourself like Cardi B. Just don't do it. Yeah. Cardi has a lot of free time. (laughs) Yeah, man, like, like, it's like, like, I like, I really like Cardi B, but that's really my biggest issue. Like, you are a mega, like, you are the, you are the rap J-Lo. You can't be doing, you can't be doing this type of stuff. I 100% agree. I got two questions, though. They're off topic of what we just talked about. One is, make the Stallions fan stand group called the Stallionaires. I seen somebody call the Stallionaires and it just fit for me, so that's that's what I'm gonna call them. I think the stable. I, I, think, I, think, I think the stable would be hotter. The stable would be hot. I think I think that's a fire name for a stand group. Okay, who is y'all's current fav- favorite female rapper right now? Like, who's who are y'all really enjoying the most right now out of all this? Rico. What about you, Delon? I, I got no name, Rico, and Doja Cat. Uh, has Doja Cat released anything since that viral video? She put out an album last year, and she just re-released it. I fucked with that album. She's I'm rapping on about half the song, but when she raps, she can rap. I'm gonna say this: somebody had somebody had put her would put like music videos of her current of her past stuff after that viral video went up and I was like damn this sounds really really good you know, a lot of songs are good bruh Tia Tamara just... with Rico Nasty yeah. bruh super fire that's when we were play star in 2019 at the end of the year I need to, I need to go listen to that uh I think my favorite I'm saying out of these newer rappers I'm still getting around to listening to all of them I was listening to City Girls the other day that's that music is hilarious they make some, I used to think <laughs> I used to think the Migos were funny every time I heard them no City Girls had me dying they they had me dying when I listened to them uh Megan Stallion just makes some great sounding music I just loved it, her energy same with Rico loved it, her and as far as like I feel like who's making who's made like the better project would probably be No Name I still love Room 25 that's just, yeah. that's just a phenomenal album. So shout out to all those women. Okay. 
Well, I want now it's time for the bar wait, exam. Wait, 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 wait. Before okay, we move on the bar got? exam, I got what you got. I got a question that, that, that isn't on the docket, but okay. is it over for Blueface? Ooh. I, I don't he, know. He's really just released the same song about four times. I'm going to say uh, this. Legal problems. Like, I'm going to say this. If I'm going off the interview he did, he pretty much said that he didn't really want to rap. He just wanted to make money. And now that he got that house, he come out one. Like, I feel like he one of them rappers to where once he get what he want, he going to kind of take a break. I feel like he nailed the coffin. Well, he put a nail in the coffin when he signed with Birdman. Like, yeah. Ain't, ain't many people flourishing underneath him. That's all I'm saying. Like, I think that That's was a ring you don't want to be under. I think that was the white flag there. Uh, he he had Tatiana, Tatiana remix with Cardi, Tatiana remix with YG, now Tatiana part two, and it's like we get it. I mean, he's not a very he was never a diverse artist. He was mostly funny, and so it's only so long you could run with the same joke before you actually improve as a rapper. That's not that. That's all that it comes down to. Will he improve as a rapper? Oh, wait. Wait. We forget something, though. He did say that him and Drake got a song, so I wouldn't be shocked if Birdman got that in the ball. I'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But it's time for the bar exam. This is a newer segment that we've been trying out where basically I give a list of bars and then a list of artists, and I ask Cord, Endelon, and whoever else is on, who do you think said these bars? So... First up, who said this? Is it Nicki Minaj, Rhapsody, or Megan Thee Stallion? They'll never, they'll never toe to toe on a track with me. There'll never be another one after me, cause the skill level just a half of me. Blasphemy, my niggas will blasphemy. All these low IQ hoes baffle me. Tell them that I wash bitches. Take a bath for me. Yeah, listen. You know what? I was gonna say Rhapsody to the to the watch me. I'm gonna go with me. I'm gonna go with Nicki. That's with Nicki Minaj. Oh, yep. yeah, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that threw me off. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? What? That was off Queen. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah, that was oh. yeah. I'm, uh, I streamed that album twice. I'm disgusted. I knew. <laughs> hey man, Queen had some nice lines on there. It, it, it really did. To it me, really did. to me, to me, to me, because she, like, she she really cut down on like the more corny, outlandish bars that she normally do, and I feel like she had more of this in there. I went crazy about the music as far as like production and just everything else, but I I feel like she could. I feel like she was more focused here. There was a, there was a mean three song stretch in there that I, that I listened to a lot of times, but the the album as a whole, I only shared up. It's like twice on a road trip. Yeah, it's, they're not something I revisited either. But I'm, let, me, let me give you another one. Is this Meg The Stallion, Rhapsody, or Nicki? I don't drive pickup, but I do dodge Rams. This really all wolves off clothes. This lambs. I'm really superhuman. Y'all just pose like Cam. Rap. Yeah, that's Rhapsody. Cam New North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, facts. Facts. That's a hard that's a hard bar. Yes. I love I love I, that. Line. I just can't see Meg saying the word lamb. I don't know why. I just <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you have to know that word. Oh, I I had I had one more bar, but 
is it's Meg the Stallion. Here's the one I have for her. I got that Michael, that thriller. The bitches be hiding they niggas. I got that now and that later. He gonna eat through the paper. Whoa, okay. Are you sure that's not Rhapsody? No, that's that's Meg the Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a rhapsody line. That's that's nice. That's that's real nice. Shout out to the female rappers. Keep keep growing, keep collaborating, and keep making good music. Y'all gonna be all right, most of, without a doubt. Uh, next up, I want to talk to you guys about the Brooklyn Nets and D'Angelo Russell. Ooh. The Brook, they are currently in the playoff picture. They just recently, in their last game, eliminated the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, from contention. D'Angelo Russell is now an all-star. This this team is projected to probably have the third most cap space in the NBA this upcoming summer with a free agency class of Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, big names like DeMarcus Cousins, Clay Clay Thompson, and all that. They are currently the seventh seed in the East, and they're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, barring something catastrophic happens, but I doubt that. I want to ask y'all this first question is, we're going to talk about D'Angelo Russell, the individual. How impressed are y'all with his season he is having now, and what is the kind of ceiling y'all see him having? I have always had D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker, and Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, I will never not separate those three throughout the rest of their career. And I feel like each year one of them pops off, and I'm so fucking glad D'Angelo finally had his year because it was looking shaky for a second. I didn't think he was going to have the opportunity to show out like he has, and he is one of my favorite players. He has been one of my favorite players, and I'm very glad that he's shown out as he is because now he is bringing some hope to Brooklyn, who might have been one of the dumbest franchises in NBA right now. History. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, history. Um, I say history. So. They history. They they unloaded all their assets before and pretty much had them in a state of we're terrible, but we have no picks to get better and we have a bunch of bad contracts. So there was like no foreseeable way for them to get better. But they you know, thanks to Sean Marks and some improved moves by the front office, they end up getting D'Angelo Russell, who I from the moment he, I started watching him as a Laker, I thought, oh, man, this guy's too nice to be a Laker. I know that sounds crazy. But I was like, he's too, he's too nice to be a Laker. I don't I don't like this at all. I need them to trade him. You can look at my tweets. I said, the Lakers going to eventually trade this guy. That was before, I think that was before the um, Nick Young scandal at that. And I'm going to say this. It's amazing to see him grow up in New York two years after all of that happened. Like, this, it's, it's not like it was a lifetime ago. D'Angelo Russell has evolved as a leader, leading this team to the playoffs. Not even just as a player, but as a leader. And I think that's the most impressive, the most impressive part, how he carries himself now. And it's just a shame that Magic felt that oh, this guy's not a leader when he was just nineteen. Most rookies who come into yeah, most rookies who come into the league aren't. So shout out to D'Angelo Russell for becoming that leader at such an early age. Because there's a lot of guys in the NBA right now, same age as him, who aren't leaders. Definitely aren't leading a team like the Brooklyn Nets to the um, playoffs. Do y'all feel like D'Angelo Russell being the all-star year he's having, do you believe that the Nets trending going into the playoffs, do you feel like they can steal a series from the top the top three seeds? Because they're most likely not going to get a – they're not going to be fifth seed or higher. They're most likely going to play against the 76ers, Raptors, or Bucks. Can you see them – toppling in them teams in the Easter Conference. 
I don't believe in the book, so yeah, I put them up there. You take you take the Nets over the Bucks, but the Bucks are having a, they do have a string of bad injuries. I think Paul Gasol, who ain't really played, is hurt now. Mirosic still out hurt, and they lost Malcolm Brogdon for possibly he probably will miss the first round of the playoffs. And two shooters in the vet, three things you need in the playoffs. I think the Nets, even though they are hard fighting ferocious team that you don't want to get mixed up with. I don't think they – but they don't really have that veteran leadership and experience, I feel. But then again, the Bucks don't really have that either. Yeah, I was just about to say that. But, yeah, I, at, the end, at that point, you have to look at who's the best player. And I'd say yeah, the Bucks had the best player, so they would definitely win that series. Also, I'm, all the next games, the, are, they're, they're way too close for me to be confident in them in the playoffs. <laughs> Crazy thing is – they're one of the league leaders in clutch efficiency, though. Granted, they're always that, and that says a lot, though, because they are in a lot of close games. But it says a lot that they're in those moments. They have a, that's a large sample size to be the best in the league at being, you know, efficient in the clutch. So that's impressive for a young team like them, with, with so few vets and things of that nature. But I could see them pushing a team to six. I don't think there'll be an easy first round matchup for anybody because of that fact. Because they fight so hard, but they will. I feel like they'll ultimately lose in six to any of those teams at the top. They don't. They're only. Well, the Pacers are going to catch back up with the. Um, they're definitely not going to face the Pacers. That was the only hope of possibly getting out the first round, I believe. But my last question for the Brooklyn Nets is: Are they are they going to be an attractive landing spot for free agents? Who can y'all see going there in free agency? I'm going to ask you this, Delon, since you are a former – well, you're not a former. You are a current Timberwolves fan, which means that you are a former Jimmy Butler fan. <laughs> I have to ask you, would you – would could you see Jimmy Butler going to the Nets, and do you see the Nets wanting Jimmy Butler? Do you think that's um, a good idea? Well, let me correct you by saying I have never been a Jimmy Butler fan. <laughs> I did not want Jimmy Butler on the Timberwolves off rip. I said, let's get Blake Griffin and Kyle Lowry and said they got Jimmy Butler and Jeff Teague. It was, yeah. Anywho, but um, I can't because Jimmy Butler has proven time and time again that he is a cancer to young players. He does not need to be the leader. Jimmy Jimmy Butler is going to go and take that team, attempt to take that team from D'Angelo Russell, and that is not the dynamic they need. Also, it is D'Angelo's contract year, so – Money, it's, it's just you don't need D'Angelo coming off of the fresh contract. It's, so he's supposed to be the leader now with Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler there. It just doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. And, I, th- and I'm, I'm, I think we all could agree that they're going to give D'Angelo Russell the max amount of money that he's allotted this offseason. What a year to go uh, off. What a year. <laughs> yes. What a year to go off to this extent. So I think he's, he's definitely going to get paid. I agree with you. I don't really like Jimmy Butler with the Nets. Simply because he doesn't really fit your timeline. He's like 28 years old. He he's he's in win now mode. Like I'm trying to win championships, and not to say the Brooklyn Nets aren't in that state of mind, but they're a relatively young team. I feel like if they get Butler, he's gonna pressure them to start trading away those young assets and players. To, you know, yeah, to accommodate him when they don't really have to do that yet. Not for Jimmy Butler, because Jimmy Butler hasn't. I don't feel like he could be the best player on your team. And you win a championship. I also don't think he's that great of a leader, and I also think he's detrimental to younger talent. In all honesty, I, 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 he's somebody I don't even want the Clippers to look at myself because you know the Clippers and Nets have around the same similar situation. I don't even think the Clippers should look at him. 
but that's that's just me. Uh, is there any free agent you would like to see with the Nets? Who makes the most sense for them? Because I, I don't see Demarcus Cousins either. Because they have Jared Allen, who's a nice rim protecting shot blocking guy. And I, say what? I know who. Who? Tobias Harris. I think the Brooklyn Nets function as a great team when they have low management players who can put up numbers but don't have you know you know like like they're stars yeah. but they're not superstars so they don't demand as much they go do what the coach tell them to do and do you know you know do everything possible to win I feel like Tobias Harris kind of fits their culture better than any other now do you now I hundred percent agree I think he'd be the perfect the perfect fit for them. Now the question is this, because is he worth the uh max for the for the Nets? Is he worth maxing out? I'd rather give him the max. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'd rather give him the max than Jimmy Butler. Oh yeah, the most definitely. I think that's I think Order the 76ers Marcus. probably feel the same. Way. Yeah. I mean, because having a superstar is cool, but I think I think it's kind of different when you have a superstar and it's not their team. Like they weren't drafted there, they haven't been there their whole career, and then like giving them the max for a super team is one thing. But if you're giving them the max to kind of like take your team to the next level, I don't think it's necessary. I think I, I'm gonna say this though. I agree with you, but at the same time, a superstar. I wish. I just really wish he would go there. I wish Dur- Kevin Durant. Would go to the Nets. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, I like to see that too. Because I don't want. I really, I really hate bad franchises being bailed out just because of who they are. Yeah. And the Knicks, by no means, deserve Kevin. Not even a little bit. They, not even a little bit. They didn't deserve. They didn't deserve Christopher Porzingis. I wish. I just wish that Kevin Durant would look at where the Nets are. Look where the Knicks are. See the young, bubbling talent. Good coach. On the Nets and the good coach, Kenny Atkinson is doing a superb job with the Nets. I just wish he would. Yeah, I just wish he would go there, team up with D'Angelo Russell. I feel like that'd be a perfect fit for that team. Well, I was going to say Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson would be the leadership that they need on that team, but he also isn't too old for the max. Um, Yeah. He has proven that he could easily be the best player on the team. Um, mm-hmm. he can put up the points and he plays the defense, but he is just the, it's the ego that he doesn't have. Kevin Durant, you can see him like mentally check out from his teammates, not necessarily the game, but definitely his teammates. Um, yeah. Jimmy Butler, we just spoke about Jimmy Butler. Clay Thompson would be the perfect personality to fit in there with the Nets. And I agree with that. It's, it's the only problem is the fit on the court because then you would have Spencer Dinwiddie at point, I guess Clay and, um, Digital Russell well, playing the two and the three. I was looking at the contracts, and more than half of that team is not under contract next season. <laughs> like most of them, most of them are about to go. Or oh, but did oh, go? But then would he? But I said, did would he's gonna still be there? He just signed a new contract. Yeah, but like they, that team is so easily moldable at this moment right now. Like the only thing that's like really like holding them down is Alan Crabb's eighteen million dollar option. But other than that, th- that team can be molded any kind of way, depending on who they land for the- agency. And I think that's going to be an expiring contract, so they can probably move it eventually at some point. Yeah. I'm sure the Knicks will take it. Hold it. Yeah. I, I think the only 
Hold I mean, the issue with KD is he. I mean, he just said over and over again he don't want to be a leader. But I'm saying this: if he's if he, he is planning to try to be a leader and going to New York, I think that just the Knicks is just so much better. Yeah. It's just a so much better idea, unless you know the Knicks somehow land Zion, which they're they're bad enough to get on. But at the same time, Zion, I don't want to see Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving whining in New York. I just I don't, don't want to see either one of them. And it's gonna be in best believe that's what's gonna happen if they go. But on to the next topic. While we were away, Schoolboy Q released his newest single for his forthcoming album, the album that everybody's been so excited for, then begging TDE to release. It's finally coming. He said it's very, very soon. He's on a late-night TV show to perform the newest song and another song called Chopsticks. But the newest song name is Num Num Juice. How has this song changed your expectations for the album? What are your thoughts on the new song? What do you, how do you guys feel? I'm going to give you my thoughts on the song when it first dropped. First, I liked it. There was no other content that I could provide for that. It was like one of those songs I like but I don't love. Yeah. I like but I don't dislike. I played in the car. I played in the shower. I wouldn't just play it in my room, sit with my headphones on. I listened to it, you know, the music video made it better. It's just one of those songs that was like, you know, just cool. The thing that made me worry about that motherfucking album was that fucking Chopstick song with Travis Scott. That song <laughs> is trash. Now, you can't have the first single be I and the second song be trash. That's not how that's going to fucking fly. Schoolboy, I was looking forward to that Schoolboy album. Now, I don't know. However, I do feel like there's going to be a lot of deeper content on it with the Mac Miller passing and his daughter growing up and him losing a lot of weight. But that scared me. It's a combination of the two. When Middle Child came out with J. Cole, I was like, eh, you know, who knows? Let's find out. If he put out a second middle child, I wouldn't be feeling it. And that's and that is this. So, so basically, chopsticks would really get you worried. Yes, I I hundred percent agree because I don't like that song either. I'm so that tired. song is hot ass. Travis Scott, I'm like so, some chopstick. Travis Scott is so generically Travis Scott on that song, and it's disgusting. Oh wait 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 wait! I'm gonna say this in Travis Scott defense. <laughs> people hit his line for them features. He he like. It ain't like he pulling up on them like, hey, let me help y'all out. I'm gonna say they, come cool down, they come down for the numbers. I'm going to say this chord. That song leaked months ago. Remember when TD had them leaks? Ah, uh, the, yeah. The song leaked months ago, and when I heard it, I said, yeah, this just sounds like something they had stored in the back of the vault, and they'll never see the light of day. That's how that song <laughs> sounded. They done dropped it as a single. Jesus Christ. Yes. But back to Num Num Juice, I, it's a two-minute you know, sample size. Like, it's just like an appetizer. It's, you know, listening to it, I didn't, I went to it with no really expectations. Listening to it, it didn't really change my expectations for the album itself because it's just not a lot to go off of. It's just stereotypical Q, schoolboy Q. With he's going, he's just riding the beat, changing, you know, switching the flow. At first, his voice, I didn't even recognize his voice. It kind of sounded different. So he's doing voice changes. The lyrics, it, to me, it, the song bang. Like, if you riding in the car and playing it, like, you're going to nod your head. I'm like, oh, yeah, this sounds really, really, really good. But there's not a lot to it. And not enough to make me more excited for the album. I'm like, oh, this is a solid song on the album. It'll probably be, it, it can't, this can't be the best song on the album. Put it like that. It's good. Oh, yeah. It's good, but that's just it. Like, that's all I can say about it. There's definitely a song four or five on the album. Yeah, just filler. I, I, I don't want to call it filler because that's, has a negative conversation, but it's filled. Huh? Yeah, it's filled. Nah. It's it's a song to tie you over to get to the next song. So it didn't really change my expectations for the album. It just made me feel like okay, Schoolboy Q is gonna come back with some hard hitting music. Chopsticks makes me worried though. What about you, Core? 
I'm gonna say this before I even heard this one. I just say everybody be like, "Hey, Q is bad." You know, y'all you, you, know me. I really, I really like like I love school with Q music. So and I said, "Oh, he got new song. Let me go check it out." Everybody hype for it. I saw two minutes. I was like, "Wait." Is he possibly doing in two minutes or less? I click on the songs, it's him rapping and the beat coming. I'm like, oh, okay, like it's cool. Like, I like the song, I don't love it, I don't hate it. It's just, it's just there. Yeah, like, it, it, like it, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you. It feel like one of them songs. If I'm like on No Jumper channel and somebody pay him like $60 a play a song, it feel like one of them songs. If you keep it in the book. <laughs> That's, that's, it ain't bad. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, like. Don't get me wrong. It's good. It sound bad. Because, <laughs> like, when I listened to it, I was like, ah, this feel like one of them real short smoke perk commethazine type songs. Like, I mean, like, like, like. <laughs> this thing. It's not an insult. It's just kind of like I like school, but you, I didn't, I didn't know he was taking this route. I mean, I mean, but but with the album, I'm ready for it. He ain't really. I think the only album I wasn't really crazy about was. Habits and contradictions, but from yeah. the Travis Scott song, I am kind of, I am kind of weird right now, but yeah, just gotta just go listen to it after this so you can get a good idea, a better idea of what we're talking about. But I think I would have liked this song so much more if it would have just been on the album and not a single. Yeah. If I would have just like come across that while I was playing it through, I'm like, right, that's, that's, that's cool. Another one. Yeah, I, said, I love the video. I see. I do. This video's fun. I think he gave it to us just because it doesn't give us enough. It doesn't give us a lot of context. Like we don't know what the album's gonna sound like. Still, it's just like I said, it's like a, it's an appetizer just to keep it. Let us know that oh, I'm coming. Here's something to hold you over. I'm keeping the rest of this to you know, keeping everything. I'll keep the rest of my cards close to my chest to surprise you guys with what's coming to the store. But here's a song. Here's a good song just to hold you over. That's how I felt about it. That's why I'm not. That's why I didn't feel any more excited or less excited after hearing this song. He should have put it on no jumper stream. You should have put it on no jumper stream. I'm not giving them a I'm not giving them a shout out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving them a shout out. But shout out to Scoreboard Q and TDE. We ready. They said the album's gonna be very, very soon. And TDE years that's probably next month. Yeah. Or maybe two. Or four. But yeah. Yeah. But now it is time for the eagerly anticipated, the always loved, who's wildin' segment of the podcast. Where Cord picks out someone, something who has been wildin' beyond repair. Cord, who do you have for this week? For this week, I have Daniel Caesar, Scotty Bean, Yes Jews, and everybody else involved in this fiasco. We took a week off. And I said, okay, nothing crazy is going to happen. I get home from school. I hop in a group chat. Meryl has informed me that all hell done broke loose. Yes, Zeus is on the internet calling out Scotty Bean. Call me Mr. Chimney. I'm Karen Silver for hating on her. Which when I first thought, I, I said, okay. Scotty Bean, I understand. I remember she said she was going to beat her up in the past. I ain't never heard Yes, Zeus. I mean, I ain't never heard I ain't never heard Karen Silver say nothing bad about nobody. So I was kind of confused at that. But then when I saw when I saw it, I seen like everybody was upset. I, you know, I'm kind of confused. Like, what's the full context of this? I don't see, I don't really see nothing wrong with what she said. If somebody hating, they just hating it is what it is. Until I saw the podcast she was on. Mm. Well, Mur- wait, 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 was was it Murder Mook? I want to say yes. it was Murder Mook. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to the podcast, and she's basically explaining like the N word situation with the shirt, which I thought she deserved to get to. I mean, like she deserved to get slandered for that. How was the it situation? Was oh, I'm a, I think it was like a year ago. She posted a shirt on Twitter that said "niggas be lying," and she was like, "Can I wear this?" And everybody was on her head. So me, I looked at it like this: Jesus is white. We are black. It's certain <laughs> stuff you can do. It's certain stuff you can't do. That was, in my personal opinion, I feel like it was tacky to put on the internet. Like, like, like if you white, that's something you put in a group message with your friends and be like, "Hey, what y'all think about this?" As a joke. Because them your friends, they know you. But when you post it on the internet with a bunch of random people who don't know anything about you, and they just assuming that you like, you know, like, like, and they are like people already assume she was a culture vulture. It's a bad look. So I said, she, you know, you know, like, you know, like she deserved for everybody to be on the head. Then she had the freestyle, but she was saying like people hating on her because she white and she thick, and like <laughs> black women hate her because black men love her. So it's so, so it's like when I see all of that. <clears throat> You can't be upset when people think that you racist and a culture vulture. Yeah. But what killed me out the situation, like I ain't even I'm not even mad at her. Because I understand if somebody threatened to beat you up, that's hating. Like I don't know, I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> but what kind of threw me in a loop was seeing Murder Mook, a highly esteemed, critically acclaimed, universally loved battle rapper, go out of his way to defend her to the point where she had to stop him from defending her. <laughs> I'm all for racial equality. I'm all for defending anybody. But when you cutting somebody off every two seconds to say that you let your wife friend say the N word and that it ain't nothing wrong with their people being a little racist, like when you just going at mm. it, like anytime she would say something, he laughing to the highest decibel, like as loud as possible. <laughs> like when you doing all that, it look bad. It looked real, real bad. Like, like I ain't gonna say I lost respect for him, but it was just like, come on, man. I can't listen to you talk about shooting nobody else. If you let white women, like, like if you defend the white women to this degree, so whenever, so whenever, like, it was like when everybody was mad at her. I was confused. I said, man, we should be mad at him because he, like, like, like if you tell the white person they can do whatever they want, and they look at you and they say, nah, fam, we can't do that. You wild it. And then after all that ended, because we didn't do the podcast, a week later, then you see it come out. It made it even worse. Daniel Caesar came out and said that we as black people shouldn't be hard on white people. We should let them do what they want. We should bridge the gap, no pun intended. <laughs> and that we should get with the winning team. Mm. I'm going to say this. I just heard Daniel Caesar's album from last year, like a month ago. I thought it was a pretty good album. I can't listen no more Daniel Caesar. Like, if you're going to make a stand and stand on it, I respect it. But when you are just going out your way to say, yeah, y'all better cancel me, get me out the paint, and you saying all this about black people, and there is no black person next to you, it's only white people next to you cheering you on, that, that's a horrible look, fam. This man, Candace Owens, terrible optics. Terrible optics. Like, like he, like he real, like he real life Candace Owens with some vocals. Like, I ain't never, I ain't never. Well, I just seen a couple black people do this, but I ain't, I ain't just never seen no celebrity go this hard for white people for a situation that is like, like, like wrong. Yeah, like, okay, no, no, like I almost said, I don't even think it's just wrong in the situation. It was just a situation where 
it wasn't even that bad. All people said was, all she said was they hate and they said fight me. I don't see nothing wrong with it. It wasn't like people just ridiculing her to the point where she wanted to die or something like that. Facts. Like people aren't even people aren't even really just on her head. They were mostly on exactly. they were mostly on murder yeah, okay. head. And it was like, bro, like why why are why you, you going? Yeah, like why are you doing this? Like I don't understand. Like and then you know, of course, you know, Karen Civil and Scotty Bean came out there. Which they should do, yeah. Yeah, like that was normal interaction. So it's weird that Daniel Caesar just comes out and says, Hey guys, stop being racist. Towards like, white people. you know. Yeah, to white people, let white people do what they want and join a winning team. Like it's just it's just weird that he felt the need to say this because because there was no need for that sentiment. Like, like you don't really fit the context of what was going on at all. And that's why he wound him. Because to me, to me, I feel like one of the situations, this something he's been thinking for a very long time. He been saying for a very long time. And he thought, oh, it's my moment to get this takeoff. I can go and do it. Everybody gonna love me for this one. And then he got <laughs> And now that everybody on his head, people coming out and saying, well, no, nah, he didn't mean it like that. We should educate him. Oh, if you're going in the video and you telling people, cancel me, make me go broke, you are basically saying, with your chest, I don't want to be educated. If I'm wrong, I want to continue to be wrong. And how many people should get him out of pain for it? Hold on, hold on. So Daniel Caesar said, make, make me, me go broke. broke. I don't care. I ain't going to stop. I, don't, I ain't gonna stop. I was gonna. I don't usually let stuff like this, like, because to me, this is kind of, I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. So I usually don't just let stuff like this fly over my head and I just ignore it. I can't let this go. But if he, if he is begging to be canceled, if he's telling me, I dare you to not listen to my music just because of my taste, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna do what he told me to and I'm not gonna listen. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't stream Freudian. Please don't. I'm gonna say this. I don't like going out my way, especially on the internet, to defend white women. But this is one of the situations why I actually feel bad for his shoes because all she was really doing was just telling her story. But the only issue is, I'm gonna say this. Imagine if somebody accused you of, of doing something wrong. And you get the worst people on earth to come defend you and make you look bad. Like, imagine if somebody accused you of like sexual assault or something like that, and then you get R. Kelly and Bill Cosby to defend you. You look ten times worse. Facts. Which is why yeah. your which is why your shoes Hank came to his defense. Like you get murder mook and then you see like instead of them coming with a nuance take and saying, Hey, maybe they should all talk it out. You got them saying, Nah, man, they hate on you because you white. White people can do whatever. Like, like the reason why everybody is mad at her because she already got those opinions. And then instead of y'all trying to educate her or at least or at least take her side, y'all just going out y'all way to defend everything that's wrong in the situation oh, let me put my let me put my murder mook um hat on for like five seconds in her defense <laughs> when she asked about the shirt at least she was asking for consent exactly exactly at least she, at least she was doing it I'll, I'll give her them props like she like she wore the shirt in public and then people like they look at her she should know better she asked <laughs> the black delegation can i wear this shirt <laughs> and they okay, wait, wait, wait. And said no all right, wait. She, I, I heard her like uh, give like what the shirt thing was about. So she said that the shirt thing was a joke that she was supposed to be, or that she was like 
because she dated the dude who designed the shirt, but they broke up. So she shared the shirt like, can I still wear this? Like, ha, 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 ha. But the thing is, that's still just so stupid. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's a bad look. I'm you shouldn't saying. be around the word nigga on the this. internet. You send that to a group message with your friends. You don't post it on Twitter. I eat right. Exactly. I don't say that. I don't say that. And this is and this always like this is this legit my only issue with is Jews. You know people don't like you because they assume certain stuff about you. Why would you feed it and egg it on? Like, like with the Kardashians, for example. It's a lot of black people who don't like the Kardashians because they feel like they are against black people. So if they do anything related to black people, I can't feel bad for them because you already know, you know what I mean? Like you already know what time it is. If people want to, yeah. if people want to turn you to a pack, don't pull up on them halfway wrapped up. Like it just it just don't work that way. You can't do that. <laughs> you just you just you just can't do that. You just can't do that. Facts. Well, I'm gonna say this. Do you think she learned her lesson this time? I don't. I I, I really don't. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Yes, Zeus is in one of them situations to where she needs a black friend who go tell her when she doing the wrong thing or somebody gonna beat her up. <laughs> like, like it really ain't no, it really ain't no other way to put it. I hate to say it, I don't want it to get the violence, but I feel like if nobody takes her to the side and say, "Hey, just be white, do what you do, and mind your business, and you cool," because if you don't, just be white. Yeah, yeah, just just be white. I'm gonna say this. Yes. I think there's advice a lot of people who not black in hip hop should take. When Miley Cyrus came out and did her thing, it was cool. But then when she tried to come out and then say, "Oh, rap music is misogynist and all that," everybody was like, "See, you just should have been white." And then she left and did the country <laughs> thing. Now she's trying to come back, and we said, "No, just be white. Stay where you at. Do what you do. We don't want you back over here. Just be white." Now, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna ask you this because. This is kind of it's a little unrelated. I'm pretty sure Scotty Bean and maybe Karen Silva can beat up Yes Jules because Yes Jules just don't seem like the type to be able fight, to yeah. fight. That's that's not not because of Scotty Bean just seems like some master martial artist, but I just think I just don't think Yes Jules could fight. But I have to ask you this because this this I don't want to say it rubbed me the wrong way, but it just kind of had me confused. What Scotty Bean was saying, I'm the culture. I make things happen. Oh, yeah. oh, mm. wait. wait, actually, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was supposed to talk about who's while I completely forgot. I was on my murder move. I'm glad you said that. The thing that confused me was everybody saying protect your shoes. I mean, everybody was saying protect Scotty Bean when she was the one throwing out threats. That's the number one reason why I was lost. I was too. I was too. And, I, I, and that's the thing, too. I was like, hold on. I'm like, what exactly does Scotty Bean do on a day-to-day basis in, in terms of hip-hop? Like I, like I said, I really don't. I ask people, they say, when well, she talks about rap. I'm like, well, anytime you hear her talk about rap, she usually just talking about J. Cole? Just, J, J, just J. Cole. And like, I've never seen her. T- yeah, and like black women in music who aren't actually artists most of the time. It's just other black women doing the exact same job she's doing, which is talking about things in hip-hop. But they take She's she doesn't really have that much of a just a limited view of hip hop. I'm put it like that. I don't wait. I don't wait. You know what else I thought was kind of odd about that was because people who were defending Scotty Beans was like, "What do Yes Jews do?" And people who was defending Yes Jews was like, "What do Scotty Beans do?" 
in my mind, they have the same job where yeah. they just they just exist in the culture and just show up to events and they just give their opinion on said event. But I I I just don't know what's got I don't know what's got to be. Like, I don't I've seen I've seen Yes Jules manage. I've seen her with a radio yeah, yeah, show. I, I really don't. I That's what I'm saying. Like I was trying to see. I was trying to say, like, oh, you gotta be have like a podcast like us, like at the very least. Uh, at the very uh, least. I'm gonna tell what it is. She used to be on Hot 97. I remember that. I think I think she do the grapevine part. It's like her and a, I was say it's her and a couple other women. They got a podcast together. It's, I know she was supposed to be on Everyday Struggle, but now she on yeah, she on Joe Budden show. So she kinda like a like you know, like Rosenberg, Ag, Ebro, like like hip hop analyst. It's just the ill. Yeah, it was like a it, it was like a period of time where she just didn't have a platform for a while, and then yes, Jules, I think like she used to do parties. I mean, she still do do parties, but now she do. Like, you know, like now she hosts like events and she get rappers to. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that, cause that, that was one thing. That was one thing that kind of I ain't gonna say it upset me, but it rubbed me the wrong way because people was like, oh, she don't do nothing. But I remember when all the rappers in Florida came up. She was the one putting them in festivals like XSX and Tashion and all of those guys. She was kind of like going out of her way to give them a platform to become who they yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like I said, like Scotty Beam might very well be doing the same thing for other rappers in hip hop, but I really do not ever see her name except when it comes up with stuff like this. Yeah. Or when she mentioned J. Cole. Like I, I kid you not, that's the only time I see her. And that's that's just like I said, that doesn't mean that she doesn't do anything. But from my bird's eye view, it looks like her and yes jewels do about the exact same amount of stuff in the culture. So it made me seem why it made me seem weird when people say defend Scotty Beam. And I'm like, it seems like I don't know why I'm defending her. Like if Scotty Beam didn't exist in the culture, what I don't know what I'd be missing out on. All right. Well, that's all I got for this week. Delon, Core, any closing thoughts? Uh, thank you for everyone who participated in the March Madness bracket. Uh, thank you for everybody who voted in the March Madness bracket. Um, a lot of them were close. I was watching the polls for a couple of days. My eyes started bleeding. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we get 400 voters into a tie. That was pretty lit. Um, also completely unrelated. When are y'all gonna start uh paying us to wear y'all shirts and shit? Listen, when yeah. y'all want that promo, let us know. Now we ain't gonna take the payload for the music, cause the music that's off the strength. But if y'all hey, you know, shit, I wear you a little I wear you a little shirt, t shirt support black business or whatever y'all try to for the for the chat. Cap. You know, you know, baseball just, cap. Yeah, yeah, a little, little cap. Just let us know. Let us know. If you if you got some homemade lotions, you try to, you know. <laughs> If you, yeah, if you, you got some that. foot cream, you know, you're trying to, hey, we'll, we'll sell it for you. Let us know. But on a, a slightly related, unrelated note, uh, Ghost Heyru, who won the, the Demand Madness tournament, will be on the next episode of Popular Demand Podcast. Make sure you tune in next week to catch him on here. For now, here's his song that won the tournament. Tune in next week to another episode of Popular Demand Podcast. Breaking your rubric. All my days in this life of sin. 
I gotta see this world end In the village of the whirlwind Move silent while the words end I'm a scribe writing all these new verses All your past failures will surface like a pothole Open the safe, that's where the pot goes Seeing out vision since the bull was a snot nose Knock you off your high horse and make you hate your life tanto I need to see the light pronto Cause what else can spark this blunt road? Stop by me if you want gas, that's a no-go I won't fold like Ice-T did the cocoa That's a no-no Might ponder on it, but it won't make my life slow-mo Think of plays for my team like Tony Romo Of course the safety off, yeah, we headed into go mode Baby, I'ma smack it on you like a logo Living wild like my two eyes are GoPros Like my two eyes are GoPros Listen here, shorty Lowland Mafia, the Lowland Collision. I'm just trying to put you on to a little song. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put you on my team, you feel me? And if you men still hating, we can handle that, you know. We can settle this with class and we can get into some gangster shit, you know. If your man is hating, tell him this Mac 11 will push his hairline back if you really want that. Lowland, baby. Pull up the polo socks. Finesse a ride out of cop While well, I got half a half and I'm about to cop A6 on me so a nigga comfy in the spot She say I'm ugly but you know she finna suck this cop